Welcome to the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. This episode contains a sermon from January 3rd by Pastor Randy, titled, Reset, Reconnecting with God Through His Word. Well, hello. It's good to be back. Seems like forever ago that I left, although it hasn't been that long. But it's been long enough for Teddy to grow a full beard out. And for Scott back there, it looks like he stepped out of some men's fashion magazine. It's just the, the looks have changed a whole. But the snow's the same. The ice is the same. That hasn't left at all. Uh, but spending time with the, the kids and grandkids and, and over Christmas and watching them open up their, their presents uh, and seeing them get things like hoverboards and stuff and just lots of neat little gadgets. But, but the, the one gadget that I remember... Christmas being all about, that, that really was a present that my kids were into for a long time afterwards was when Nintendo came out, like 30 years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was a neat game. And one of the neat things about it was when it froze up, because it often did freeze up from time to time, you just take the cartridge out and blow on it and put it back in, and it'd work again. Now, I don't know who discovered that, and I don't know if it was in the troubleshooting God or not in the back, but it worked. Uh, and, and so as a result, we had this whole generation of people that grew up during that time, and it's affected how they view electronics. Like my, my grandson, Papa, why are you blowing on your phone? Well, you know, I think it's going to help. It's, it's, I just grew up with it, with it helping like that or was, watched my kids grow up and do things like that too. But probably the greatest thing about Nintendo that I really love was the reset button on it. Because you'd be going through the game, and a couple of sliding turtles would take you out, and you'd go, oh, no, this is not going very well. And all you had to do was reach up and press the reset button, and you'd start over. It's like you'd never been in the game before. You'd start completely over. A, a, a reset button, it's a great thing. What about a reset button for life? Wouldn't that be great if you could reset 2020? Some of you may not ever want to go back there again, but wouldn't it be great to start over in some things like that? What if your credit card came with a reset button? You just press the button, and it's like you've never been in debt at all whatsoever. Wouldn't that be great? But it's not just stuff like that, but there's also things like relationships, things like marriages, things like parenting. There's all been times in, in those in those categories where we wish we could start over again, which we wish we had a reset button. Oh, if I could just go back and have that conversation again, if I could go back and, and go back a couple of years and, and, and reset how I approach that situation, things would be completely different. But it's really easy to reset in a video game, but it's pretty hard to do it live. It's a lot more difficult in life, isn't it? That's why a lot of older people don't make New Year's resolutions. Because they discovered, hey, it's hard. Nothing ever really changes. One year just kind of flows into the next. And it's not that older people don't have any resolutions to make. It's just they decided, hey, it's just too difficult to, to make any New Year's resolutions. It just doesn't work that way. But let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered or wished you could reset, resync, reconnect your relationship with God? Been times where you felt like God's a billion miles away and you wish you could just do things a little bit differently. You wish you could go back and, and have that, that freshness, that newness again. 
Because here's the thing. God does not want us to be disconnected with Him. He wants us to, to be living within the plan and the purposes for His life for us. He doesn't want us to stay that way. Look at this example in Psalms. Psalm 13. Here's what the psalmist says. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me? Agony in my mind every day. How long will my enemy dominate me? So he's going along feeling like he's completely disconnected and God is nowhere around. And he continues with that. He says, consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. He feels like God is nowhere to be found. But then he says this, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. So here we see what the psalmist is going through. In a short little psalm, he feels like God's a million miles away, nowhere to be found, that God's completely forgot about him. And then he says, but I will sing, I will rejoice. And here's what I want you to take away from that. God does not want us walking around like zombies, totally disconnected from him, out of sync with him. He wants us to have that close relationship. He wants us to, to, to have that, be able to reset that relationship with him and have that close relationship where we are able to to carry out his plan, his purposes in our lives, we're able to carry out that close relationship with him. That's what he wants from us. But let's be honest. We live in a culture that's completely out of sync with God. My wife watches Hallmark movies, and as I sit and watch some Hallmark movies with her, I do that, and you think, good, wholesome Hallmark movies. But now they started pushing homosexual relationships like it's such a, a natural and a good moral choice to make in Hallmark movies. Is there no place sacred anymore? You can't even watch a Hallmark movie? But let's look at the church. I mean, look at all the stuff, the immorality, things that goes on inside the church. Do we really have any moral ground to stand on to be able to point our fingers to anything that's going on around out in the world? Then also, when we as Christians can't get along over, well, we won't say pot, we'll say color the carpet or something like that. Look how far we, we've gotten away from where we should be. In other words, we are desperately in need in our culture, our Christian culture, especially, and also our, our worldly culture around us to be re-synced with God, to, to be reconnected with Him. We desperately need that. They need the same thing in Jeremiah's day. Here's what we read in Jeremiah. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know. So when you find yourself completely out of sync with God, you have some choices. You can go to a friend, you can go read a book, or you can go to God because God wants to show you great and mighty things that you can't even comprehend. And that's what Jeremiah is telling the people that day that were so out of sync with God, that so, so desperately need to reconnect, to, to reset their relationship with God. But here's the thing. In Jeremiah's day, the people, they, didn't really want, they did not really want to hear from God. Jeremiah would come to him and says, I have plans for you. 
And they would say, we have our own plans. We don't want God's plans for us. We have our own plans. And Jeremiah would say, yeah, but your plans are going to lead to brokenness. Your your plans are, are, are going to lead to captivity. And they did. Just like Israel, God wants to reconnect with us, to restore that relationship with us. And we need to learn what it is to, to use the vernacular today to pair with him. Like when you have your, your phone and, and Bluetooth on your phone and you want to pair it with another device. So what happens? How did, there's a process to do that, right? You go, do you want to pair with this device? You press yes. Then you got a code you put in. And then you get the mystery wheel that spins around for, for a long time. That wonder, is this going to work or not? Or are you going to wind up pairing with the car next to you or something like that? And... And it spins. And then finally, it comes up and you're paired with that device. And it's great. Now you can talk like you're talking on a phone, but you don't even have to have your phone there. You can do it over your car. You can listen to music. Everything else, you've got this wireless connection going on. And the way that Bluetooth works is that you get this little radio frequency. And as long as you're in range of that radio frequency, you can be paired up. And here's the thing. God wants us to be paired up with him. He wants us to have a relationship like that, a wireless relationship where any time we want, we can just go and just be with him and know what it is just to be in his presence. That's what he wants from us. But if you do that, it's just like if you do that, if you're going to pair your phone, there are some steps you have to take. First of all, you have to be Bluetooth capable, right? Then you have to be in range of the device and you have to pair with the device. There's steps you have to take to reset your life. Just like if you need to reset your computer or you're having trouble with your computer and things are all messed up, what did you do? Or if you call the help line, what do they always tell you to do? Did you reboot your computer? Turn it off. Wait 10 seconds. Turn it back on. There's just steps you have to take. And what I want us to go through in the next couple of weeks is steps that we need to take. And hopefully we'll take these steps together to reset your relationship with God. Okay? So that's what we're going to be about for the next couple of weeks. So, number one, we can resync our lives with God when we reconnect with Him in the pages of this book, the Bible. Now, I know everyone in here, you've heard that so long, you're numb to it. But here's the fact. The fact is, very few of us are connected with God every day through His living and abiding Word. That's the fact. The Word has the ability to open up our eyes. The the Word has the ability to shape our thoughts to bring us joy, to bring us satisfaction, to do so many things in our lives. But yet, the reality for most Christians, the average experience for most followers of Christ is not to be in this Word every day. And I hear all the excuses. I don't like to read. You'll read what's important to you, though, won't you? Or how about this one? It's just, it's just hard. It's, it's, it's hard to, to, to read the Bible. It's, I find it just hard to me. Well, for goodness sakes, don't do anything that you find is hard. I wouldn't want you to do anything that might be a little bit too difficult for you. But if you know, want to know what hard is, hard is making decisions in your 20s that you wind up regretting in your 30s and 40s and 50s. That's hard. 
hard as raising your kids and, and, and see that they've chosen life not to follow after God and to live with regrets in which you can start some things over. That's hard. Now, compared to those two things, getting in and reading a few patches out of this Bible every day is not that hard. And I know it's a little bit difficult because you are reading ancient documents written anywhere between 2,000 and 3,500 years ago and not in chronological order. But you owe it to yourself to read what's in this book because so much of your life is shaped by what's in this book. And if you're going to spend so much time out of your day on a Sunday morning now, I know not everybody's doing this right now during COVID, but if you want to get up out of bed, now I'm sorry for some, those of you who are here this morning, you, other parts of our congregation are probably still in bed or sitting on a couch drinking a cup of coffee and watching this. But in a normal year, if you don't get up in the morning and come to church and, and sing songs about, about the God and come and listen to me open this up and talk about what's in this book, you owe it to yourself to know what's in this book. Your life has been impacted by this book. Your worldview has been impacted by what's in the Bible. What you think is right and wrong has been impacted by what's in the Bible. What you feel guilty about has been impacted by what's in the Bible. The way you view God, the way you view Jesus has been impacted by what's in this book. You owe it to yourself to read what's in this book. It's a personal message from God to you that if you would just open it up and, and, and read what's inside of it, take some time to digest it, take some time to, to let it flow into your, your mind, your heart, it could change your marriage, change your financial, the way you handle your money, could, could change your, your other relationships, your work, it could change every part of your life. See, God is a communicator, and he wants to communicate with us. In the Old Testament times, he communicated through the law. Jesus comes along, he communicates through Jesus. And what we find today is those who hear his word the clearest or those who know his word the best. God wants to communicate with us. So you want to reset your life? You want to begin again your relationship with God? A good place to start is in this book. And that's where I want you to start at. That's where I want you to begin. I want all of us at Grandview Baptist Church to commit to re-engaging with God for the next 28 days. And not to do that, to check off something, yeah, I did what Pastor Randy wanted me to do. Or just say, yes, I, I did this part of my life. But so you reconnect with God. That's what I want to happen in, in the next 28 days. Let's put it this way. I want everybody to have a boat. Everybody want a boat? Yeah. Chases want two or three boats. A whole fleet out there then. <laughs> a boat. Here's what a boat is. The B stands for Bible. You open up Scripture. You open up His Word. The O, an observation. You make an observation. The A, application. How are you going to apply this to your life? And the T, tell God. Tell God, thank you for this observation and help me to apply it to my life. Let's see if you got this. The B stands for? Bible. 
The O stand or, or the, the O stands for the A stands for and the T stands for. All right. Very good. Very good. Now. So here's what I want you to do for the next 28 days. Take one chapter of the book of Matthew a day. Tomorrow, chapter one, next day, chapter two, and so on. Next 28 days, 28 chapters in the book of Matthew. So it works out that way. And I want you to get in that every day. Here's what it's going to take. It's going to take a little bit of your time. But in time, you give it time, your thoughts can change. You give yourself time, your habits can change. But part of that is that you have to give it time. Part of that is just in showing up and saying, God, every day, here I am. I'm ready for you to, to change my thoughts, to change my habits, to give it time. I need to reset my relationship with you. It takes time to do that. You have to be willing to show up. And that's what I want you to commit to doing is every day for you to show up and to do this. We live in a day where employers can't get their employees just to show up. It's amazing how many ones I talk to and they go, yeah, if I could just get guys to show up every day, but they don't even want to show up. And that's what I'm asking you to do is to show up, to commit to every day doing this. So what are you going to need? You're going to need a Bible that can be on your phone or you can open up the book, whichever way that you want to do it. Secondly, you're going to need an accountability partner. Okay. This could be anybody. Doesn't have to be anybody in church. It it could be anybody anywhere else in the world. It doesn't matter. Just have yourself an accountability partner. They don't even have to be a Christian. It could just be somebody else at work. And you say, hey, at church, we're making this commitment where we come together and read one chapter of Matthew every day. Can you do that for me and be my accountability partner? Because we need an accountability partner. And can you be my accountability partner? So could you do this with me? Could you just commit to reading one chapter a day with Matthew? You do that's probably, you know, take you maybe two or three minutes every day. But can you commit to doing that? And then, then I'll text you and say, you know, did you read your chapter today? And, and you'll say yes. And you text me and I'll say yes. And, and you don't have, if you're not a if somebody's not a Christian, they don't have to do this, but say, look, and if it's okay, I'll text you back and I'll include my observation and how I'm going to apply this to my life. So the first thing you need is a Bible. The second thing you need is an accountability partner. The third thing you need is a piece of paper or get in your notes in your phone or, or computer or whatever else and write down your observation. Now, let's talk about that for just a second. Let's say you read chapter 1 of Matthew tomorrow. Your observation, you may read the first five verses which is about the genealogy. So it's possible. You may read the first five verses and have an observation. God may speak to you. You may read the whole first chapter and go, I just didn't see anything. Well, then you read it again. It may take you three minutes. It may take you 45 minutes. I don't know. But as long as it takes for you to get an observation. And what I mean by observation is something God impresses upon your spirit that he wants to do inside of you. Don't critique other people's observation. They make an observation and you go, Where did you get that from? 
That wasn't any good. Hey, I've made three or four observations. Let me give you one of mine. No, just don't critique their observation. And then from that observation, then you have an application. How are you going to apply this to your life? And then after you have that, you stop and you pray and you God, thank you for giving me that observation. Help me to apply it to my life today. Let me make this simple and give you just, just show you how this will work. You read Matthew chapter 1. The first part about it is the genealogy of Jesus. It's the first 14 generations. It's got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Judah. It's got uh, Hezron, Aminadab, Nashon, uh, Hez, well, it's... Obed, Jesse, he's got all, all these through there. And you read that and you go, wow. God had a plan and purpose for these guys' lives, and they probably didn't even know it. They didn't realize it. God also has a plan and purpose for my life. And all of a sudden, you're impressed with that observation. That observation, God has a plan and purpose for me. Then the application, God, I want to live today and be able to use my gift to fulfill your plan and purpose for my life. So your observation is that God has a plan and purpose for you. Your application is how can you fulfill that plan and purpose in your life today? And then you pray, God, thank you for the observation. Please help me to fulfill that in my life today. And it won't be just for today. It'll be for, for rest, hopefully the rest of your life. Or you go on reading in Matthew where it says that Joseph was a righteous man. And it hits you. God wants me to be righteous. And then the application. God, help me to do some things and not do some things so that I can be righteous today. And then you pray. God, thank you for that observation. Help me apply it to my life where I become a, a righteous before you, righteous in your eyes. Or you may read just a little bit later where it says, he call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And you have the observation. God wants to be with me. He wants to have that close relationship with me. And then the application is, Father, I want to stop during this day more than one time all throughout the day and just have some time with you. Just be with you. So you have. This observation, this application to your life in a time of just saying, God, thank you for that. Help me to apply that in my life today. Now, do you think you can do that for the next 28 days? Do you think you can? Yes. All right. One. Do I hear two? All right, two, three, okay. All right, I'll take three out of 40 or whatever's in here. That's a start. As a pastor, you learn to take very small victories and enjoy those. All right, so what that means today is that today you want to find somebody who, who, can, you can, be, who can be an accountability partner with you, okay? And you tell them this is what you know, we're doing at our church. So they may not even be here today. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Just find somebody and say, this is what I want to do. Do you want to do this with me? And we can be each other's accountability partner. And like I said, they don't even have to do the observation or application part, but you do that. That's what, if you're part of this church, I want you to do that. 
And let's just take this time for the next 28 days because we live in a culture that so desperately needs to reset our relationship with God. And one of the ways we can do that is through His Word. And we'll talk about some more next week. But that's a start. That's a start. Okay. Tried on purposely to make this just as clear and simple as I could. All right, I hope it has been. So, you're all going to get a boat, right? The B stands for? The O stands for? The A? And the T? Okay, all right. Very good. Very good. Everybody needs to have a boat at least one time in their life. So, for the next 28 days, you get a boat. And that's good because everybody has a boat, wants to get rid of it, usually about 28 days later because it takes all their money, right? Okay. So for the next 28 days, get a boat. Matthew, chapter 1 tomorrow, okay? Get an accountability partner first. So you get your Bible and accountability partner and then either some paper or your notes on your phone or notebook in your whatever it is that you can write down an observation application. See, here's the thing. We need to connect with God. And to do that, you have to be Bluetooth capable. And guess what? Everybody in here is Bluetooth capable. You're created in the image of God. So you have the ability to connect with Him. We all have that. And you've got to come to that point where you're willing to trust Him. And being, being able to trust him just doesn't mean that you believe he died on the cross 2,000 years ago and rose again. Yes, that's part of it. But, but trust means you're willing to, to apply his word, his will to your life. In other words, you're willing to obey him. If you're not willing to obey him, don't tell me you trust him. If you're not willing to, to, to live the way he wants you to, to love each other, to, to, to walk in purity. If you're not willing to, to live that way, don't tell me you trust Him. We live in a culture that needs to reset and reconnect with God. This is our first step. We'll talk about some more steps next week, okay? But this is step number one. Next 28 days. So find yourself an accountability partner. Start tomorrow Take that three minutes. And you may need to reread it. If, nothing, if, if, if some observation didn't stick out to you, you may need to reread it. You may need to go back and at noontime, reread it again. I don't know. Take as long as it takes. It may take you three minutes. It may take you 45 minutes. I don't know. But take the time that it takes. Because part of, of resetting our life with God is just showing up. Just being willing to show up. Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. For more information, check out our website at gbcak.org.